TED Audio Collective. At the end of October 2023, President Joe Biden issued a first-of-its-kind executive order on safe, secure, and trustworthy artificial intelligence. The order addresses the responsible development of innovation, calling on tech leaders to set checks and balances for the technology they are creating. And there's a lot to keep an eye on. Unchecked, this technology can be used to create biased systems and predictive analytics that exclude groups, undermine policy, and circumvent accountability systems. It would be so easy to fall down these slippery slopes in the name of innovation and efficiency. So how do we protect ourselves from this? I'm Sherelle Dorsey, and this is TED Tech. Today, we learn from ethical and sustainable artificial intelligence researcher, Dr. Sasha Lucioni, on how we can keep AI in check. She walks us through the tools we need to measure AI's impact in order to protect society and the planet. This show is brought to you by Schwab. With Schwab Investing Themes, it's easy to invest in ideas you believe in, like artificial intelligence, big data, robotic revolution, and more. Choose from over 40 themes. Buy as is or customize the stocks in a theme to fit your goals. Learn more at schwab.com slash thematic investing. Canva presents stories to keep you up at night. It was an ordinary work day until... The Singapore presentation is at 3 a.m. The office was shocked. (laughs) That's when we sleep. Maya made it less scary with Canva. (laughs) I'll just record my presentation so Singapore can watch it anytime. Record and present anytime with Canva presentations at canva.com. Designed for work. You're growing a business, and you can't afford to slow down. If anything, you could probably use a few more hours in the day. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate, no coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. AI is making waves in every field it touches. President Biden is now on TikTok and the election draws closer each day. With so much going on in the world, it is hard to keep up with it all, let me tell you. Hi, I'm Kai Rizdal, the co-host of Make Me Smart. It's a podcast from Marketplace. And every weekday, Kimberly Adams and I break down the latest in business and the economy with short daily episodes to make it easy for you to stay in the know. Listen to Make Me Smart wherever you get your podcasts. So I've been an AI researcher for over a decade. And a couple of months ago, I got the weirdest email of my career. A random stranger wrote to me saying that my work in AI is going to end humanity. Now, I get it. AI, it's so hot right now. It's in the headlines pretty much every day, sometimes because of really cool things like discovering new molecules for medicine or that dope pope in the white puffer coat. 
But other times the headlines have been really dark, like that chatbot telling that guy that he should divorce his wife, or that AI meal planner app proposing a crowd-pleasing recipe featuring chlorine gas. And in the background, we've heard a lot of talk about doomsday scenarios, existential risk, and the singularity, with letters being written and events being organized to make sure that doesn't happen. Now, I'm a researcher who studies AI's impacts on society. And I don't know what's going to happen in 10 or 20 years, and nobody really does. But what I do know is that there's some pretty nasty things going on right now, because AI doesn't exist in a vacuum. It is part of society, and it has impacts on people and the planet. AI models can contribute to climate change. Their training data uses art and books created by artists and authors without their consent, and its deployment can discriminate against entire communities. But we need to start tracking its impacts. We need to start being transparent and disclosing them and creating tools so that people understand AI better, so that hopefully future generations of AI model are going to be more trustworthy, sustainable, maybe less likely to kill us, if that's what you're into. But let's start with sustainability, because that cloud that AI models live on is actually made out of metal, plastic, and powered by vast amounts of energy. And each time you query an AI model, it comes with a cost to the planet. Last year, I was part of the Big Science Initiative, which brought together a thousand researchers from all over the world to create Bloom, open large language model like JetGBT, but with an emphasis on ethics, transparency, and consent. And the study I led that looked at Bloom's environmental impacts found that just training it used as much energy as 30 homes in a whole year and emitted 25 tons of carbon dioxide, which is like driving your car five times around the planet, just so somebody can use this model to tell a knock-knock joke. And this might seem not, not seem like a lot, but other similar large language models, like GPT-3, emit 20 times more carbon. But the thing is, tech companies aren't measuring this stuff. They're not disclosing it. And so this is probably only the tip of the iceberg, even if it is a melting one. And in recent years, we've seen AI models balloon in size because the current trend in AI is bigger is better. But please don't get me started on why that's the case. In any case, we've seen a large language models in particular grow 2,000 times in size over the last five years. And of course, their environmental costs are rising as well. The most recent work I led found that switching out a smaller, more efficient model for a larger language model emits 14 times more carbon for the same task, like telling that knock-knock joke. And as we're putting in these models into cell phones and search engines and smart fridges and speakers, the environmental costs are really piling up quickly. So instead of focusing on some future existential risks, let's talk about current tangible impacts and tools we can create to measure and mitigate these impacts. I helped create Code Carbon, a tool that runs in parallel to AI training code that estimates the amount of energy it consumes and the amount of carbon it emits. And using a tool like this can help us make informed choices, like choosing one model over the other because it's more sustainable, or deploying AI models on renewable energy, which can drastically reduce their emissions. But let's talk about other things, because there's other impacts of AI apart from sustainability. For example, it's been really hard for artists and authors to prove that their life's work has been used for training AI models without their consent. And if you want to sue someone, you tend to need proof, right? So Spawning AI, an organization that was founded by artists 
created this really cool tool called Have I Been Trained? And it lets you search these massive data sets to see what they have on you. Now, I admit it, I was curious. I searched Lion 5B, which is this huge data set of images and text, to see if any images of me were in there. Now, those two first images, that's me from events I've spoken at. But the rest of the images, none of those are me. They're probably of other women named Sasha who put photographs of themselves up on the internet. And this can probably explain why, when I query an image generation model to generate a photograph of a woman named Sasha, more often than not, I get images of bikini models. Sometimes they have two arms, sometimes they have three arms, <laughs> but they rarely have any clothes on. And why it can be interesting for people like you and me to search these、uh, data sets, for, for artists like Carla Ortiz, this provides crucial evidence that her life's work, her artwork, was used for training AI models without her consent. And she and two artists use this as evidence to file a class action lawsuit against AI companies for copyright infringement. And most recently, And most recently, Spawning AI partnered up with Hugging Face, the company where I work at, to create opt in and opt out mechanisms for creating these data sets. Because artwork created by humans shouldn't be an all you can eat buffet for training AI models. The very last thing I want to talk about is bias. You probably hear about this a lot. Formally speaking, it's when AI models encode patterns and beliefs that can represent stereotypes or racism and sexism. One of my heroes, Dr. Joy Bolognini, experienced this firsthand when she realized that AI systems wouldn't even detect her face unless she was wearing a white colored mask. Digging deeper, she found that common、uh, facial recognition systems were vastly worse for women of color compared to white men. And when models like this, biased models like this, are deployed in law enforcement settings, this can result in Uh, false uh, accusations, even wrongful imprisonment, which we've seen happen to multiple people、uh, in recent months. For example, Portia Woodruff was wrongfully accused of carjacking at eight months pregnant because an AI system wrongfully identified her. But sadly, these systems are black boxes, and even their creators can't say exactly why they,、um, they work the way they do. And for example, for image generation systems, If they, you're used in contexts like generating a forensic sketch based on a description of a perpetrator, they take all those biases and they spit them back out for terms like dangerous criminal, terrorist, or gang member, which, of course, is super dangerous when these, these tools are deployed in, in society. And so, in order to understand these tools better, I created this tool called the Stable Bias Explorer. Which lets you explore the bias of image generation models through the lens of professions. So try to picture a scientist in your mind. Don't look at me. What do you see? This is what Dolly 2 sees. It's a common image generation model. Let's compare this to stable diffusion, another one. A lot of the same thing, right? Men in glasses and lab coats, and none of them look like me. And the thing is, is that We looked at all these different image generation models and found a lot of the same thing significant representation of whiteness and masculinity across all 150 professions that we looked at. Even if compared to the real world, the US Labor Bureau of Statistics, these models show lawyers as men and CEOs as men almost 100% of the time, even though we all know, as many of you here are CEOs and lawyers, not all of them are white and male. And sadly, my tool hasn't been used to write legislation yet. 
But I recently uh, presented at a UN event about gender bias as an example of how we can make tools for people from all walks of life, even those who don't know how to code, to engage with and better understand AI, because we use professions, but you can use any terms that are of interest to you. And as these models are being deployed, are being woven into the very fabric of our societies, our cell phones, our social media feeds, even our justice systems and our economies have AI in them. And it's really important that AI stays accessible so that we know both how it works and when it doesn't work. And there's no single solution for really complex things like bias or copyright or climate change, but by creating tools to measure AI's impact, we can start getting an idea of how bad they are and start addressing them as we go, start creating guardrails to protect society and the planet. And once we have this information, companies can use it in order to say, okay, we're going to choose this model because it's more sustainable, this model because it respects copyright. Legislators who really need information to write laws can use these tools to develop new regulation mechanisms or, or governance for AI as it gets deployed into society. And users like you and me can use this information to choose AI models that we can trust not to misrepresent us and not to misuse our data. But what did I reply to that email that said that my work is going to destroy humanity? I said that focusing on AI's future existential risks is a distraction from its current very tangible impacts and the work we should be doing right now or even yesterday for reducing these impacts. Because yes, AI is moving quickly, but it's not a done deal. We're building the road as we walk it, and we can collectively decide what direction we want to go in together. Thank you. Canva presents unexplained appearances. It was an ordinary workday until... That presentation appeared out of thin air. Also, it's eerily on brand. Wait, did that agenda just write itself? Words appear, making this unexplainable case... Unexplainable? It's Canva's AI tools. I can generate slides and words in seconds. Really? <clears throat> The real mystery is why I'm only learning this now. Canva.com. Designed for work. Hey, TED Tech listeners, we're supported by our friends at Working Smarter, a new podcast from Dropbox exploring the exciting potential of AI in the workplace. Working Smarter talks with founders, researchers, and engineers about the things they're building and the problems they're solving with the help of the latest AI tools. Tools that can save them time, improve collaboration, and create more space for the work that matters most. On Working Smarter, hear practical discussions about what AI can do so that you can work smarter too. Listen to Working Smarter on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Or visit workingsmarter.ai. All right, that's our show. Thanks for listening. TED Tech is part of the TED Audio Collective. This episode was produced by Nina Lawrence, who also wrote it with me, Sherelle Dorsey. Our editor is Alejandre Salazar, and the show is fact-checked by Julia Dickerson. Our production coordinator is Farah DeGrunge. If you're enjoying the show, make sure to subscribe and leave us a review so other people can find us too. I'm Sherelle Dorsey. Let's keep digging into the future. Join me next week for more.
Support for the show comes from Brooks Running. I'm so excited because I have been a runner, gosh, my entire adult life. And for as long as I can remember, I have run with Brooks Running Shoes. Now I'm running with a pair of Ghost 16s from Brooks. Incredibly lightweight shoes that have really soft cushioning. It feels just right when I'm hitting my running trail that's just out behind my house. You now can take your daily run in the better than ever Ghost 16. You can visit brooksrunning.com to learn more. Support for TED Tech comes from Odoo. What is Odoo? Well, Odoo is an all-in-one management software with apps for every business need. Odoo has apps for CRM, accounting, sales, HR, inventory, manufacturing, and everything in between. And they're all-in-one, easy-to-use software. And the best part about Odoo? All Odoo apps are integrated helping you get things done faster and more efficiently. So when you think about business, think Odoo. To learn more, visit odoo.com slash TED Tech. That's O-D-O-O dot com slash TED Tech. 